Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack, back at it again with a white vans, except no white vans as the usual. Sorry, guys, my voice is a little bit raspy. For those of you who don't know, and this is a quick detour, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a, I'm a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan. I was able to go to the Titans versus Cincinnati game um, on Saturday. Um, that's live. So this is live. I rather this is like a Sunday afternoon recording. Um, so my voice is still coming back in. Shout out to my boys. Go Joe Burrow. Go to the Cincinnati of Cincinnati or the city of Cincinnati. Who they? Who they? Who they say they're gonna beat them Bengals? Nobody. But. Uh, yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to my football team. I've been watching football all day, trying to record, uh, well, trying to recover my voice. And I mean, how can you record with some of these amazing games that were going on, right? Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, I just want to let you guys know that's why my voice is a little raspy. So if you can't hear me or can't understand it, um, sorry, guys, just bear with me. I'm trying to drink some bourbon. I was hoping that was going to help. I mean, you know. It's kind of helping, you know, because bourbon does everything right, right? And whiskey does too. But um, it's a cure for everything. But anyway, I'm back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Today, uh, it's just going to be me on the show. Um, And like I said, bear with me with the raspiness. But today, um, you're just going to hear this beautiful voice as we walk through an an episode that I'm calling What is Anime? Anime. Um, So basically, we're going to talk through kind of the the history of uh, animation. But before I get into that, as always, thank you each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show. Without you guys, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. If you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at anime talk 12 that's anime talk the numbers one and two there you will find updates and news in regards to giveaways and upcoming episodes um currently i'm trying to work through some merch i've kind of brought this up before it's something that i wanted to get done um this at this year for sure but definitely want to try to see if i can knock out the majority of it in this month so bear with me but some merch is going to be up where you guys are going to have uh, an opportunity to get some t-shirts and stuff um t-shirts mugs all that good stuff just bear with me as i kind of get that up and going the stickers are always going to be available and if you want a sticker just reach out to me let me know um on either one of those social media platforms and i'll send you guys the sticker um i'm not really vexed about stickers so if you guys want to send, if you guys want a sticker, an anime um, talk sticker, just let your boy know, and I'll send you one. Reach out to me on those social media handles. Um, that's pretty much it for like the updates uh, and giveaways. There's no really, really big giveaways going on right now. I'm trying to get some stuff together to do some more giveaways, so just bear with me. Um, but follow me on those social media handles so you can be kept abreast on what is going on. Um, 
Let me know when you guys follow, if you like or dislike an episode, because I love interacting with you, the fans. As always, there may be spoilers ahead, so you have been warned. I mean, I, I add that last part on there just because I may talk about some stuff, but it shouldn't be too much of like a spoiler or anything like that, because this is more of a history episode. So I'm just going to kind of be talking through. So it's kind of going to be like one of those like educational, I guess you could say, animes or, or episodes where I'm just kind of talking through just some of the, kind of the history. I thought it was a really cool topic to kind of talk about about just because um i mean i know a lot of people ask the questions of like what's the difference between anime and cartoons and things like that and i know a lot of people are kind of like well what where did anime you know really originate from we all know about the ogs that we all grew up watching your dragon ball z's your naruto's your gundams you know all the ogs uh all the old stuff that that came out your uh was it um metcross or macross is that it whatever it was, you know what I'm talking about, you know, all the old stuff that kind of came out before, um, so everybody kind of grew up watching some of that stuff, so I thought it'd be a kind of cool episode to sit back and kind of talk through, um, just kind of like the history of the, uh, of the genre, or, yeah, I guess it is, it's its own genre, so, Let's go ahead and jump straight into the episode. Um, so what is anime? Uh, Webster defines anime as a style of animation originating in Japan that is characterized by stark, colorful graphics depicting vibrant characters and action-filled plots, often with fan, fan, fantastic excuse me, fantastic or futuristic themes. So right there off the bat, the one thing that I really want to pay attention to is that it's specifically, anime is specifically relating to animation originating in Japan. There are some shows, and I've talked about them on this show, um, like Castlevania um, and different ones like that, that are very, that are Western themed. So they're like based in, you know, the United States, they were produced here, but they have a very, eastern feel to it right but it was produced in the west so because it was produced here like in america or outside of japan that's why it's a little bit different it can be influenced but it's not necessarily i guess you could say pure anime i guess you could say but i mean i I feel like that's semantics but i think that that's the like i said it's the important thing to kind of understand from that first part of webster defining it as animation originating in japan right so um, it's hand-drawn and computer animated, uh, animation originating from Japan, of course. In Japan, in Japanese anime, a term derivative from the English word animation, describes all animated works, regardless of style or origin. The earliest commercial Japanese animations date to 1917. A, char- a characteristic art style emerged in the 1960s with the works of cartoonist uh, Osamu Tezaka. I think I said that right, Tezuka or Tezaka, I think it's Tezuka, Tezaka, I believe it's Tezaka, and spread in following decades, developing a, a large domestic audience. So when you think about what that's like, right, and what and who this person was, right, so Osmu, um, he was born the third, uh, November 3rd, 1928, and he passed away February 9th, 1989. Um, he was an he was a Japanese manga artist, cartoonist, and animator. Uh, he was born in the Osaka Prefecture. His prolific output, uh, pioneering techniques, and innovation redefines. Uh, redefinitions rather of genres earned him such a title as the father of manga um, or the godfather of manga some people even call him the god of manga Um, additionally he is often considered the Japanese equivalent 
equivalent to Walt Disney, who served as a major inspiration during who during um during his for, his formative days. So when he was kind of starting off, he definitely looked towards Walt Disney and kind of, you know, got some of his inspiration and things like that from him. Um, so, right. So, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, where it kind of starts, right? So it starts off with somebody having this idea, doing these manga artists, you know, being a manga artist, drawing out, cartooning some of these things up and actually turning them into some kind of, um, animation in that sense. Um, and obviously, like I said, the history of it. So in the 1930s, animation was well established in Japan as an alternative form to live action industry, um, it didn't really have, I mean, it had a lot of different, um, like competition from foreign, uh, producers such as Disney and, uh, and other animators, um, only because it really, it really, like other companies were able to come in and kind of do like cheaper cutout animation rather than like a specific type of animation style. So people were able to kind of do it at a cheaper price. So it did face some competition, especially in the early night in the early 1930s. Um, animation is a diverse medium with distinctive production methods that have produced uh, or had that have adapted in response to emergent technologies, um, usually graphic art characterization um, and cinematography. Um, a couple of different um, a couple of different styles and things like that to kind of play into it. Um, compared to Western animation, anime production generally focuses less on movement or more on the detail of settings and the use of camera effects such as panning, zooming, and angle shots. So again, one of the big things one of the, that's that's kind of one of the big things and the differences between anime and cartoons because when you look at like a cartoon, like I absolutely love. Uh, growing up, I used to always watch The Simpsons, right? Then we had Family Guy. Then we had American Dad. We had a lot of these different shows that were cartoons, very much so. Or either like nowadays, like there's cartoons everywhere. You can watch cartoons on anything. I like a lot of cartoons. I get that. But when people say that anime is just cartoon, that's not true, right? We just talked about the difference. The difference is there are a lot of different camera effects, panning, zooming, angle shots. You don't get that when you're watching those type shows, when you're watching The Simpsons, or you're watching The Family Guy, or you're watching Mickey Mouse. Like when you're walking, when you're watching things like that, it's just what you see at that specific point makes a generated, you know, 3D feel to it and things like that. And that's what it is. Like that's, that's the cartoon version of it. Whereas in anime one of my favorite animes and i talk about it all the time and i told myself whenever i decide that it's time for your boy to get a dog like i've already decided i'm naming my dog either enzo which you know shout out to vivo because that was that was a kind of dope name i took that from from that but um either enzo or jojo because jojo is one of my favorite anime um that i've ever watched but when you look at jojo that's that's that style and that shows you that pure anime style because there are different angles there are different um there are different like panning points there are different zooming angles there's a lot of different like angle shots they always have like a weird pose or something like that that kind of sets it up that's more so where you distinguish yourself anime versus those cartoons where they're panning into the scene panning out to the shot one piece does that a lot a lot of different animes do that um so 
some facts to kind of get into um, now that we've kind of went through the history. We've already talked about the Godfather of manga. We've already talked about anime versus cartoons. So let's get into some facts, right? So the anime industry consists of over 430 production companies, including major studios like Studio Ghibli, um, Sunrise, and Toei Animation. Um, if you guys haven't heard, I did an episode on iHeart Studio Ghibli. Like, I absolutely love their movies. I, I did it. I feel like I'm saying that in the most American and bastardized way ever. And I'm so sorry to my to my to my um otakus out there and people who actually know how to say that. I've always called it Studio Ghibli. I don't know. I, maybe it's Ghibli. I don't know. But I'm I'm gonna apologize in advance because I say that all the time. But I did an episode um on that where I talked about a lot of different movies and the inspiration behind some of those movies. So I suggest that you go back in and watch that whenever you get a chance. Um since the nineteen eighties, the medium has also seen international success with the rise of foreign dubbed and subtitled programming. As of twenty sixteen, Japanese anime accounted for sixty percent, sixty percent of the world's animated television shows listen to that number guys that's 60% of the world's animated television shows are considered Japanese anime right and because I kind of went through this and I'm not going to spend too much time into this and delve too far the rise of foreign dubbed and subtitled programming. For those of you who know me, I'm a huge voice actor, you know, act or voice actor like enthusiast. If you have a really good voice actor and a dubbed, I will watch it. Currently, I'm watching um, Sword Art Online, Elysiation. I'm watching that right now because I'm catching back up. I was too back. I, I, I missed uh, uh, Elysiation and then I'm going to go to Underworld or Elysiation of Underworld or Elysiation of Underworld. Um, I'm going to go ahead and watch those. So I'm currently watching those. I decided to sit down and actually watch those dubbed. Normally I watch that show sub, but the, the dubbed actually is kind of doing it for me, I guess. It, it's it's okay. But there are certain shows that I have to watch them subtitled. Like, they're, like Dragon Ball Z, case in point. Like, I cannot watch the subbed version of that one, but I can watch the dub version of that. I love Yu Yu Hakusho. I love the dub version of it over the sub because I love the way that they have Kuwabara sounding. Um, the other one that I'm watching right now, which is kind of a remake, and they were both dubbed, but I didn't really like how they did the Shaman King version with the new vo voice for Yo and Ryu. I like the OG ones. I like their voices a lot better. So that's one that if I was going to watch it, I'd, I'd probably want to watch that one in sub just because I don't like the voice acting. So there's just a couple of different shows. Like I said, for me personally, I prefer subbed over, or I'm, I'm sorry, I prefer, um, yeah, like subtitled, subbed over dubbed, like dubbed over with the English. Um, just like, again, it just really depends on the show. But for me, that's my personal preference. I like subbed. Um, a number of anime media franchises have gained considerable global popularity and are among the world's highest grossing media franchises. Pokemon in particular is estimated to be the highest grossing anime franchise of all time. Like of all time. Absolutely ridiculous. Like that's crazy, right? So check this out. I'm going to go ahead and go through like a cup a list of, I guess, the top 15 films that are grossing over 10 billion yen. So um, obviously at this point, like that, it sounds like a lot of money and it, it most certainly is a lot of money. Um, the important thing to kind of take into consideration though, when you're talking about um, the yen is, 
like 10 billion yen is actually eight eighty seven million or eighty seven yeah eighty seven million of dollars roughly um it's like eighty seven point eight million dollars so when you're thinking about that when I'm reading this list off of up to you please just keep that in mind so first and foremost like demon slayer the mugen train movie absolutely blew everything out of the water pre uh previously spirited away was the highest grossing anime movie that came out but demon slayer came in and absolutely killed that grossing in at 40 40.32 billion yen um and ended up replacing spirited away which was 31.68 um so again the top two movies that have or with uh, the top two films that are earning over 10 billion yen, you have two anime movies right off the bat. You have Demon Slayer, you have Spirited Away. Number three, you have Titanic at 26.2. Number four, you have Frozen at 25.5. Number five, you have Your Name, another animated movie, 25.03. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is 20.30. Princess Mononoke, or Mononoke, 20.18 20.18 How's Moving Castle 19.60 Bayside Shakedown 2 17.35 so that right there in the top 9 you have 1 2 3 4 5 6 animes 6 animated movies and films that are in the top 9 when it comes to this number 10 you have Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets 13. Point, or 17.3 Avatar is 15.6 Ponyo 15.5 weathering with you 14.19 both animated movies then at number 14 you have the last samurai which i love the last samurai it's really good and then at number 15 you got a nice little tie with et um armageddon harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban all at 13.5 so in the top 15 you have one two three four five six seven eight the top eight movies um well, not the top eight, but there are eight movies that are animated that are in the top 15 that have grossed over 10 billion yen. Again, that's 87 and 87.8 million dollars. Um, so, yeah, that just goes to show how big anime is, guys. Like, I didn't even know about that until I really got into it. And shout out to and I didn't give my sources before I jump into this. I'm so sorry. I normally I try to do that ahead of time. Um but shout out to I got a lot of this stuff off of um, various different sites. Um, I got a lot of it off of like wikis, um, a lot of this off of um, just random, I don't know, like random sites like CBR.com and different different sources and things like that. But I definitely want to give them credit um, just because obviously um, you want to give credit where credit is is due. Right. So I'm going to uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Like I said, um before we get into just a little bit more and some more additional information um, just in the history of anime. We've already kind of talked through the godfather of anime, where it all kind of originated, the history of it. Anime versus cartoons, some really interesting facts, and the fact that there are nine there are nine movies, or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I thought I had it right. Nine movies that were, uh, nine movies out of the top 15 that have grossed over $87.8 million um, in, uh, in the industry. So we'll be right back um, with a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll finish up the rest of the episode. All right, thanks guys for sticking around with me. So we're going to kind of pick right back up now transitioning into the music, right? So the opening sequence, 
The opening and credit sequence for most anime television series are accompanied by J-pop or J-rock songs, often by um, by some really cool, reputable bands, as written with the series in mind, but are also aimed at general music at the general music market. Therefore, they often allude only vaguely or not at all to the thematic setting or plot of the series. So there's some shows that I think about all the time. Like I always think about um, Silhouette is probably one of the most notable ones that I always think about when I think about anime um, intros, which Silhouette was a really dope anime or Silhouette was a really dope opening sequence for uh, Naruto. So if you haven't heard that, I suggest you go back into watch it. Nine times out of 10, you probably have. But there are a lot of those songs that kind of come up like Jujutsu, Tyson, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Their, their opening is really amazing. Really love that one. God of High School is really dope. Um, there are a lot of shows or a lot of anime JoJo's absolutely love it and one of my favorite things I know I've joked about this before but one of my favorite um, endings uh, like the outros for one of the shows was in one of the JoJo's um, I think it was Golden Wind but in one of the JoJo's at the very end they ended up using Casey and JoJo's um, free or yeah no Jodeci is it Jodeci? yeah Jodeci freaking you um, which I thought was like very interesting considering the fact that like, that was a song that I was like, how would you, how do you even fit this into, how do you even fit this into, yeah, it was Jodeci. I, I had, thought I had that right. Freaking you. Yeah. I was like, how do you even fit this into an anime? The first time I heard it, I was like, yo, like, please tell me what is this? Is I thought I was hearing it like through my wall or something like that, but no, nah, it was like literally on the anime. So it is kind of interesting that the, the episodes or some of the songs that they use. Um, but the majority of the times are usually some kind of J pop, which is J- Japanese pop or J rock, which is Japanese rock. Um, so currently the, uh, for the market, so Japan External Trade Organization, or JETRO, valued the domestic anime market in Japan at $2.4 trillion, that's $24 billion um, in yen, so $2.4 trillion yen, um, which is about $24 billion. Um, so I'm not going to go into like a lot of these numbers, but the important thing to understand is, is like there are a lot of different companies, like that are valued at like 21 like 21 billion dollars like in these in these different countries like Netflix reported that between October 2019 and and September 2020 more than 100 million members household or 100 million member households worldwide have watched at least one anime title on the platform like in a year like it just goes to show how big that you know um how big, you know, some of these, some of these, you know, countries or some of these companies and how much like the impact that anime and the anime actually has in the world. In 19, in uh, 2019, Japan's anime industry was valued at $24 billion a year with 48% of that revenue coming from overseas, which is now its largest industry sector. By 2025, the anime industry is expected to reach a value of $30 billion with over 60% of that revenue to come from overseas. So it's absolutely crazy because they're exporting so much. Uh, or, yeah, they're, 
they're exporting so much anime that we're watching like 60% of it from overseas from anyone that's not in Japan. So it just, again, goes to show how big and how huge the uh, the industry is when it comes to like the markets and things like that and how much money can actually be made in anime. I know that I've gone to a lot of like a few different conferences. I'm not going to lie and say that I've been to a lot. Like I've gone to MTAC a couple of times. For those who don't know, I guess maybe I've said it, maybe I haven't. I actually live in Tennessee. So um, I've gone to MTAC a couple of times, which is like the Middle Tennessee Anime Convention. Um, I've gone to like a couple of different like small little cons and things like that that are around here. Um, but it's crazy because anytime I go, I feel like I always have to buy something. I bought a couple of Gundam figures um, that I have up in, in one of my cases. I have a lot of like anime um memorabilia and things like that but i bought a bought a lot of like gundam gundams i absolutely love i like building them okay it's a love and hate with building them right because i've got some i got some really cool ones but then i got some ones that like took way too too much time to actually put together got like a couple different pops um figures that i have and things like that but it's crazy to think because we're just pretty much just talking about like, you know, just the anime as in general. But then when you toss into it, the merchandising and things like that, that kind of goes into it. I'm pretty sure that that's probably even more money than what they're actually reported or what they even understand or know. Um, so anime has become commercially profitable in Western countries as demonstrated by early um, success Western adaptations of anime, such as Astro Boy and Speed Racer, which are two uh, shows slash movies that I wouldn't like when I first started watching anime and things like that. I never thought about it like that or even cartoons. I remember watching Astro Boy um, like a little bit like a lot later, but I remember watching Astro Boy. I definitely remember watching Speed Racer, but I didn't really understand how, you know, that they were adaptations of anime, just a Western style. The beginning of 1980 saw the introduction of Japanese anime series into the American culture in the 1990s. Japanese animation slowly gained popularity in America. Media companies such as Vix, Viz and Mix began publishing and releasing animation into the American market. The 1988 film uh, Akira is largely credited with popular, popularizing anime in the Western world during the early 1990s before anime was fully popularized by television shows such as Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z in the late 1990s. So if you guys haven't listened, if you didn't listen to the anime movie review that I did, um, a couple of episodes ago with Jim from um, from Film Rage. Like, I definitely suggest that you guys go back into it and actually listen to that. That was a really dope episode. Um, like I said, it was Jim from Film, Film Rage Podcast where we talked um, like two episodes ago, two or three episodes ago, where we talked about uh, Perfect Blue and we ended up talking about Akira. Like, again, two amazing movies, two really dope, um, you know, pieces of anime history some people will say and i said it in that show um on that episode some people say akira was like the godfather and the grandfather of like all anime and this kind of speaks to that right came out in 1988 um and it was absolutely huge right before pokemon really came out because i remember i mean we all know that theme song i want to be the very best you know what i'm saying that no one ever was you know like we all followed ash you know we all followed you know this this child just leaving one day with a rat that shot, shot electricity out of his cheeks and his mom just saying go be the best that you can be and he was like yes mom i'm gonna do that and 
we didn't even bat an eye. We didn't ask a question. You know what I'm saying? We didn't we didn't we didn't say, hey, was Ash troubled at home? What happened to Ash's dad? We didn't ask those questions. We just followed Ash in his in his quest to be a, a you know a Pokemon master and um and be a Pokemon trainer. And then of course Dragon Ball Z in the late nineteen nineties. We didn't ask questions, you know, where did Goku come from? We didn't care at the time. I mean we found out by you know, by watching the show. We didn't bat an eye, didn't even ask questions. But it gave birth, you know, Akira gave birth to a lot of those a lot of those OG shows. Um, due to anime's increased popularity in recent years, many celebrities such as Elon Musk and Ariana Grande have come out as anime fans. I, I mean, I like that point. I think that's kind of cool for like a random fact. But I mean, it's funny because there are so many people who are really like anime buffs, like people who really, really love anime. Like I always, always say a shout out to Mike Daniels, um, the... Uh, the defensive tackle for the the Cincinnati Bengals. One of these days, he's gonna listen to one of my episodes and give me a shout out. But I always give him a credit because I mean he's always talking about anime. Um, Jamal Williams, the running back for the uh, for the Detroit Lions, is always talking about anime in his in his you know different reviews or, or different like post game conferences and things like that. Where he's like, yeah, like I wasn't even paying attention. I was just sitting at the house watching anime, or like you know you see it all the time. Like even in in sports, like where people are wearing you know, Naruto headbands and things like that and chilling on the sideline or wearing Akatsuki items. So there's a lot of people that are out there. That's why I say it's an interesting fact to know, obviously, Elon Musk and Ariana Grande have come out as anime fans. That's cool. But a lot of people are open about that. So it's really cool to see um, how popular it's really become. Um, so when you're talking about fans, right, anime clubs gave rise to anime conventions in the 1990s with the anime boom, a period marked by anime's increased popularity. Um, these conventions are dedicated to anime and manga and include elements like cosplay contests and industry talk panels. Again, we talked kind of about um, about a lot of the tax or a lot of the uh, the cons that are out there. It's crazy because, like you said, again, a lot of this started in the 1990s. Like, it all started there, really kind of picked up. I've gone to a couple. I've never really done cosplay. I don't really know who I want to dress up up as. Like, and if anybody tells you, like, you can't dress up as a certain character because of whatever reason, screw that. Dress and, and do cosplay to who you want to. I don't care if I don't care if the person is small and you're tall or you're big. I don't care. Like be who you want to be. You feel me? Be who you want to be. Dress up who you want to be. I just don't know who I want to be. That's that's really what mine really boils down to. Um, cosplay, which is like you know costume play, is not unique to anime and has be, has become popular in contests and masquerades at anime conventions. Japanese culture and words have entered English usage through the popularity of the medium, including including otaku, an unflattering Japanese term commonly used in English to denote an obsessive fan of anime and or manga. So, I mean, obviously we slip. That's the one thing about America, right? We always take take something and then we use it and use it and use it. Construe the meaning and just Americanize it. Just like I do every time I try to taste, say somebody's name. True American way. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and that kind of brings us to our last point, which is anime style. So traditionally, only Japanese works have been considered anime, but some works have sparked debate for blurring the lines between anime and cartoons, such as the American anime style production Avatar The Last Airbender. These animation 
styled works have become defined as anime influenced animation and in an, in an attempt rather to classify all anime themed works of non-Japanese origin. So this kind of brings back to what I was saying earlier, um, closer to the to the top of the show, that just because something is not necessarily made in Japan doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't influenced. So I think that they would call it more Western adaptations, um, or you know maybe that they were again influenced from Japan. But a lot of those, there are a lot of shows, like I said, that really blur the line, like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Avatar: The Last Airbender. I wish I could talk. Um, is a really good, I think it's a really good example, um, because I absolutely loved Avatar. Like, it, it blurs the line of, like, it blurs the, of the, blurs the line of, you know, animation and cartoon. More so for me, I've always, I, when I sit down and I really watch a show, right, I always think about shows where there's blood, there's death, there's some kind of, like, risque, and it doesn't have, necessarily have to be, like, sex or anything like that, but there's, like, something in there that you're kind of like, uh, I can't really put this on TV, like, on regular at regular times because look at it now right we when we were younger and again i'm 32 so when i was younger i remember coming home and watching dragon ball z i remember watching those type of shows when you got home trying to hurry up and get home right the thing about it was is as time kind of went on those shows really started to kind of slide to the afternoon like late nights like now because like with tsunami like now you're looking at stuff before it used to come on five o'clock used to have some Cole Yoko, some dragon ball z stuff like that that was coming on but now it's only one specific day and it's usually like at like it starts at like nine o'clock at night nine ten o'clock at night because a lot of shows that they have up on there now are heavy into like violence they got blood or gore cussing or you know what i'm saying there's some kind of like maybe a sex scene or something like that and to me i think that that's really what blurs that line uh well not blurs the line but i think that's where that line is kind of established as well because even as raunchy as like and i absolutely love family guy but even as raunchy as like family guy american dad some of those ones where they have like these passive slash suggestive you know jokes and notes they don't go too far to push that envelope sometimes they do and i'm not saying again i'm not saying that they don't but i'm just saying they don't push it to the level of like when you're watching berserk or or high school dxd or redo the healer when you're watching those things and watching characters actually die the only one that really doesn't fit that mode is dragon ball z because what is death like anytime you die you can just get brought back and even when you die like hell goku made it seem like when you die it was going to be the best thing ever you just got to run the, the the dragon the dragon road or whatever work out you know what i'm saying go hang out with your with your father-in-law whenever you wanted to like he made it seem like like death and hell were absolutely amazing so um that was the one that kind of blurred that line of death and blood and gore and everything like that but um but yeah so I say all that to say, guys, that's kind of, like I said, just a brief history of of anime as, you know, like I said, how I read it, how I saw it. Like I said, we talked about the godfather of manga uh, slash the god, you know, the, 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 the OG, the, you know, the, the god of manga. Uh, we talked about um, him. 
Osamu Tuzaka. That's it. I got it right that time. Um, The history, anime versus cartoons, some random facts. I really ran down and gave you guys a brief breakdown of like the marketing, the amount of money that comes in from some of these films that are that are earning over 10 billion yen. Um, Some of the music, the markets again, um, some random facts, some fan stuff, some fan talk, and then the anime style. Again, guys, Sorry if you couldn't understand a lot of this episode. I'm trying. I want to make sure that I got an episode out. Um, hopefully, my voice comes back within the next couple of days. Um, after as 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 I was watching this, I know that we're gonna have to play the uh, gonna have to play the Chiefs coming up. I don't know how much of a voice I'm gonna have once we end up playing the uh, the Chiefs. Once I'm being able to play the Chiefs, I'm not going to the game. I don't think unless it's in Kansas City. But I gotta see the ticket prices. But anyway, if you want to send your boys some money so I can get some tickets, so I can get a ticket to go up to to Kansas City to watch my Chiefs, or to watch my Bengals versus the Chiefs, um, let your boy know. Go ahead and shoot me that money. Um, But anyway, thank you everyone for sticking around and supporting the show. Again, um, I appreciate everything that you guys do. We're trending in the right direction for the listens. I'm still in lo- I'm still loving the, uh, you know, recording, giving you guys this amazing um, content. Um, I wanted to give a shout out, a quick shout out to Germany. I know that I say it all the time. America, you're always holding it down. 84% of my listenership comes from America. But man, 5% of it is coming from Germany. And they are holding strong. So I definitely appreciate the Germans out there supporting your boy um, listening. I hope that you guys enjoy it. I haven't had anybody reach out to me from Germany. I haven't really had anybody reach out to me on the show in general. But if you do, let me know. You know what I'm saying? If you like the show, if you don't like the show or anything like that, I want to hear from you guys. And like I said, I just want to give a special shout out to the Germans out there holding it strong. Um, um, again, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk in the numbers one and two. Um, make sure, like I said, if you guys, if you guys like the content, if you dislike the content, reach out to me, let me know, drop a follow, drop me a line, say, Hey man, I'm liking it. Hey, or, or, Hey, you know, you need to do better. Um, just let me know. You know, I just hope that you guys are enjoying it. I see that the, the, the listens are still going. Um, and, um, Yeah. We're making it, dude. We are all making it. I believe this is episode 70 uh, of the show. So that's really cool. Um, I, I didn't think we were going to make it this far. I said that all the time. I didn't think we were going to make this far, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I can't wait to give you guys some more content. So, again, this was um, this was uh, What is Anime? Anime. Um, like I said, we gave a brief history of anime. This is your boy, Matt St. Jack, the horse, you know, guy, raspy voice guy tonight um, with uh, Anime Talk. I go. I hope that you guys have a great start to your week. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure that you share with your friends, family, loved ones, and reach out to your boy on those social media tags or handles if you want a sticker or if you just want to tell me and give me some feedback for the show. It's been Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Peace. Rock of Death.